Uh, welcome to Big Facts, No Caps, the only podcast. No with... cap. <laughs> Big Fact, No Cap, mate. Well, it's not plural. <laughs> welcome to Big Fact, No Cap, the only podcast. No facts with... is plural. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> welcome to Big Facts, No Cap, the only podcast with Tai Chi and Chai Tea. These are your hosts, Adrian, Paul, and Justin. Turn to the mic if you're going to say it. <laughs> say it into the mic. You, that was good. <laughs> Wait, I, I mean, it's the over? only show that's number one with, also, not just, the it's what? not the only show with. The, it is the only, the only show. It's the only show that's number one with. Number one with? Okay. Give me one more, me one more crackaroo. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Big Facts, No Cap, the only podcast. <laughs> the only podcast? That's actually not the, a bad The intro. only podcast. <laughs> I gotta like that. Welcome to Big Facts, No Cap, the number one podcast with Tai Chi and Chai Tea. These are your hosts, Adrian, Paul, and Justin. Let's get into it. All right, not bad. All right. Big Paul, Big Adrian, Big Justin. Mm. Bustin' Justin. Bustin' Justin. Finally on the pod after uh, uh, so many letters from yes. fans asking for it. I've uh clamoring. I've followed along this entire journey. I'm just really proud to be a part of it. Okay, talk talk to the mic. Don't talk to me. I'm talking to you. Talk to the mic. Don't I'm talk to me. Um Justin, since high school, I would describe your looks as having changed into the quintessential MMA fan. You look like you'd be front row at every event. Mm. honestly like i'm not not ashamed of that uh that's a blow up from yeah where he was from a tennis boy twink <laughs> to uh <laughs> mma fan tennis boy twink would have really been his high school <laughs> <laughs> no no no, middle school in high school was pretty much the same in high school yeah, yeah. yeah. now you could just see him uh, justin is in dana white's uh is in dana white's <laughs> comment section every day like hey man we'd get along just hit me up in the dms <laughs> I think I would call Justin's high school look as um as, as car napper, post meal car napper is what I would call it. <laughs> yeah, so this is a, an impromptu episode. We had no plans really to bring Justin on, but <laughs> him and I are both in Charleston on a little one day vacay. Uh, and since I needed to do the pod today, I figured you'd bring Justin on. Longtime friend, longtime listener, first time caller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, Justin, what do you have to say for yourself? Oh, I was just going to point out, y'all have chandeliers in the background of wherever you're recording from, which is such a vibe. We're in Justin's <laughs> yeah, mom right? House. Yeah, it's like slightly... Uh, this is actually technically an episode yeah. of your mama house. All right, so y'all can afford a chandelier, but not good Wi-Fi? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you can uh, afford uh, a nice computer, but a shitty ironer. Damn, oh. that is a bad iron. <laughs> That's a good iron for the audience. Mm. There's my iron in the background. <laughs> and it's an Iron Deluxe 3000, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Justin from the town of Lexington. Uh, I went to Lexington High School, now uh, USC grad student, studying psychology and going to coffee shops in my spare time. Paul, can we get a learning-ass nerd alert for the uh, audience? Uh, talking about learning-ass nerds, I was uh, thinking about you two earlier this the week. band u2 yeah the band u2 and also you two people individually on this call with me when i was watching spider-man 2 
And the villain mm. is Dr. Octavius. And he becomes the villain Doc Octagon after, you know, like a mad science experiment gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. what would y'all's villain names be based on like your last names? If you had a, if you had like a psychology experiment that went wrong, Justin or Adrian had a bee <laughs> experiment that went wrong. Um, I would obviously get into one of those like the fly uh, body like transmutation machines uh, and someone at the last second would throw a Pez dispenser in there and I'd be Dr. Perez dispenser. Ooh, okay, okay. Ooh. And <laughs> I'd shoot sense. little pink blocks at all my enemies. Mine might be a little less uh, visual, but probably the erroneous Eason. Oh, you don't want anything visual for a comic book. So. Yeah, no, no, not, not at all, not at all. Uh, the erroneous Eason, maybe. I like the sound of that one. But enough about learning-ass nerd shit. This is a cool dude's uh, podcast. I only, I only hear fucking Paul's uh, superhero. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not getting a doctorate. It doesn't make sense for me. Oh. Uh. All right, so Justin, so for your introduction for yourself, you wanted to say the town you went to, the high school you went to, oh, and God. your current uh, employment. And the make and model of your uh, Yeah, literally like nothing else interesting about me. Um, well, and then uh, I promise you that your high school isn't interesting either, if that's what you're telling people. <laughs> that's not a good angle in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so hometown, where I'm going to school no, we're now. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. How uh, do you know me and Paul? Fuck it. High school. <laughs> there you go. How long? There you go. Know, there you go. What's your connection? Oh to God, I've known you guys for eight. Probably Talking that sounds about right. Maybe like sophomore year in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. We we lived in the same neighborhood growing up, but your family had a real Rapunzel vibe with you. They hid you out in the tower, so we never met. Now I remember uh, Paul was out with the with the football guys playing uh, football next to my house all day. Playing football, fishing with the bows. Mm. That is funny. We used to play football in Justin's yard and nobody knew a child lived there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just peeking out the window. <laughs> I think uh, someone came over and invited me out one time, but I was a little too nervous. So somebody knew like you lived there. Yeah, some, I think it was... Uh, it was... Okay. You gotta bleep out all these names. Uh, what? Really? It's a new policy. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Cool. So yeah, Justin, uh, do you want to uh, introduce your topics and maybe say a little bit about them for the for this episode? Uh, yeah. The first topic is psychology. Uh, obviously, super interesting. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm, uh, super, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thorough. Very hard sciencey. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Everyone kind of knows things about psychology. That'll be interesting. And Wait, second you one... said it was a hard science. In my mind's eye, it's definitely one of the softer sciences, right? Um, yeah. Like on the spectrum. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we started out as a nursing major, right? Yeah, started. Oh, started out as biology major. Mm. Hey, hey. Uh, and then I moved on to nursing for job security, and then uh, and then he was like, "Hold on, let me take three steps back." <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to nursing, and I like I got into the like the like the clinical part of it and i was like man like if i do this for another like two to three years like i'm definitely like gonna just like hate myself afterwards so decided to switch to something that i actually liked and you sort of did it in high school too though right i feel like i remember you with mm-hmm. all the like pretty nursing girls talking about y'all's nursing shit or whatever yep that was uh that was me. You only yeah. had eyes for one lady back then. <laughs> right? Don't I remember that? Like, why? What was that? Was that like a program where you could sort of become like a half nurse or something? It seems like a really... Dis- <laughs> you think they're just letting kids be nurses? Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely like a tech center thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a tech center thing. Uh, it was the certified nurse assistant program to where 
you do like a year in their thing and you get to be like a, a nurse assistant afterwards. Okay. They let you do all the shots. <laughs> they let you do all the taking blood from then on. They let you do the uh they let you do the brain surgery, but only if you're really good <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah, I worked as a nurse assistant for three or f- yeah, three years after that. And it was not fun. Definitely a lot of a lot of diaper changing, a lot of feeding. Much more uh enjoyable now being in a place where everyone's just crying all the time. Wait, but what? enough about Justin's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? Uh, no, I was just saying that, uh, you know, being in psychology now, just like literally like I'll talk to my friends and uh, one of them's like, oh, yeah, they're, like they're, st- they're at like a party somewhere. They're like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I work with uh, children with cancer, you know, in the oncology units. Was, oh, what do you do? Oh, I work with traumatized children. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I work with people who are dying all day. So mm. uh, psychology is riddled with uh, very depressing topics. And uh, But Freud famously had a way to cope with that, didn't he? He did have a way to cope with that. Does anybody want to give that an elaboration? What did he drink a lot? Nah, baby, he did that white Christmas hang ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a coke addict. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he wasn't coke addicts, but uh, he definitely prescribed it to everybody. Yeah, but back then that was normal. Yeah, they just didn't know. They yeah. just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ or uh, Justin, you know that meme nowadays that's going around that's just like you know say some random thing about a relationship with a bunch of red flag emojis. Can me oh, and Adrian God. ask you whether something is in your opinion as as a therapist or as a as as you're with your expertise in school psychology? Can you yeah, tell us? expertise <laughs> in school psychology. Can you tell us what is it? Is it a red flag objectively? Um, red flags would probably be. Uh, Wait, no, he's going to give you. He's not what? asking oh, you to oh. name all the red flags. Oh, <laughs> you're a psychiatrist. <laughs> name all the red flags. Uh, enneagrams. Uh, kind of a red flag for me, at least. Oh, damn, my ex liked Enneagrams. Fun. Uh, (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Proof's in the pudding. (laughs) So, wait, why are Enneagrams a red flag just because bad science is a red flag? Uh, yeah, pretty much. At least for me, where it's like, like, I I know I won't be accepting of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, just it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, do I want to be with someone who doesn't know how to adequately vet online always be tests. vetting paul always <laughs> be vetting um justin how do you feel about myers-briggs uh uh not great either is not that one either. just the worst than enneagram is it even somehow less uh yeah <laughs> less descriptive like there's less uh variables that actually can this be our new segment where we bring like a semi-expert <laughs> on to just trash on shit we don't like <laughs> <laughs> um but actually legitimate question how do you feel about ocean well what ocean was ocean openness uh oh big five big five uh i mean like it it's well studied i guess yeah um i just don't see any like actual utility in it it's not really snippy though it's not caught on with the white girls like no girls Mm. talking about their ocean or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. the only time i've run into that was my company made us do it so maybe it gets more like pushing the corporate realm and then mm-hmm. after we did Ocean, they assigned us a bunch of names, which is the funniest part where they're like, you're the seeker of knowledge and you're the knight or whatever. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, you're the big old like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of different archetypes that you were assigned based on your Ocean score. Mm. Mm. Paul, do you remember my Myers-Briggs joke from uh, when I used to do stand-up? No. I, I took my Myers-Briggs recently 
And I'm um, an ENTJ, which is like the executive, same one as like Carl Sagan, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, my ex took the same I mean, uh, I, I test. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. My ex took the same test. Is it C-U-N-T? Out... Is that the yeah. joke? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> same one as Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nah, no. Wait. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> so um, acronym? Yeah. There's not a backronym. <laughs> I taught Justin what backronyms are today. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He asked me what a thought was and what it stood for. <laughs> that hoe over there. Yeah, that's what Adrian said. Yeah, it's a backronym. It definitely yeah, started. Uh, I would like to know where it started, though. Where what started? Oh, the backronym uh, or the actual uh, thought? Actual thought. Yeah. In in the streets. It, all right. Yeah. In the in the conversations with people. I guess I can take that. Yeah. Doesn't sound well vetted, but you know. Damn. Yeah. Now he's unscientific. Mm, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, all right. So that's the psychology side of you, unless you want to say anything else about that. Um, mm, nope. 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 Paul, after he gave that introduction, do you actually have a much more solid understanding of what kind of psychologist he is? No. <laughs> I, I will say this about Justin's psychology. Uh, one time I was at Justin's place, I want to say like his senior year of undergrad, and he was doing something with uh, software to develop like a diagnostic tool to help people diagnose like a dyslexia or to test dyslexia in children. And taking that test was the first time I had a hint that I might have just been an un, an undiag- like a dyslexic mm. who never got diagnosed as a child. Ah, uh, yes. Flew under the radar. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, God, fuck. That was, I've been on that project for close to six years now. You're still working on that same project? Make Adrian take it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was going to make me take a standardized test today. We never got around to it, but yeah. Yeah, I told Adrian I could I could uh, do an IQ test on him. See how big of a dummy he is. Yeah. Oh, so you don't believe in Enneagrams, but you believe in IQ? <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Ooh. That's a big facts, no cap, yikes from us. So, uh, 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 yes and no. Your intelligence no. coefficient yes, is clearly Yes, in that low. it is technically there as a statistical phenomenon. Oh my god, he's pulling a Tyler the Creator. Of course I believe in the Bible, I can hold it. But then no, because like, <laughs> nobody uses it for anything. Okay, yes, you're right. I was not doubting the existence of the actual <laughs> test. <laughs> you're actually, you called that 100 spot on with the, uh, I, can, I believe in the Bible, I can hold it. <laughs> um, okay, and so then what's the other half of this episode going to be about, Justin? Uh, roommates. Roommates. Then why is that, Justin? Uh, because I got, in college, a big old bitch-ass dumb roommate use the racial slur that you're gonna use <laughs> <laughs> roommate in college senior year his name is adrian perez that's true justin was my roommate for a full year it was wonderful it was a great time it was awesome i was about to say like roommate seems like a very obvious like theme for this podcast it's crazy we've gone this long without doing a roommate episode mostly because it seemed like one that obviously would do better with an actual roommate on the uh, podcast i guess ben didn't we kind of did more stuff tailored to him and Justin is like one of the one 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 roommate I'm willing to have on because I th- don't think he has much to, bad to say about me as opposed to other roommates. Ooh. And uh, yeah, it was a lovely time. Yeah, it was nice. We, we lived in a really pretty uh, hardwood uh, duplex in Shandon, South Carolina, during our senior year of college. Two bedroom, two bedroom, one bath. 
lots of lots of fun memories there. Lots of fun parties. Lots of fun hangouts. Lots of good cooking. Yeah. Yeah. You know who the party man was? Do you want to know who the party man was between me and Justin? <laughs> <laughs> well, the audience honestly doesn't know Justin, so that, that might not be as obviously funny to them. That's true. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was me. Paul, <laughs> Justin mostly had one guest over. <laughs> yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been many nights at the library. Fun uh, fun college experience. Yeah, it was so. a rough year. It was senior year. We were both applying to grad school and stuff, so it wasn't the greatest year, really. But it was a nice nice time hanging out with Justin. Yeah. Uh, Paul, do you want to say anything about roommates as a off-top or anything? Or how you think Justin would be as a roommate? Roommate comes from the Latin root roomitis. Uh, meaning, of course, enemy who's also a friend. And from mm. that, we can extrapolate that roommates are meant to be loved and hated. Damn. Shit, I was thinking of rheumatoid arthritis when you said rheumitis. I was like, that's not what rheumitis means. Also, <laughs> that's not what rheumitis <laughs> means. Wait a, wait a bit. Th- th- that was all made up, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but rheumatoid arthritis is a very serious thing, so shout out to those way to bring the mood down cool well i think we can move into media roundup so justin you've watched the show you've listened to the show before you know how this goes uh for a guest basically the way it works is that it's not what you've done in the last week but uh anything in general that you think people should get on that like media uh books movies um ooh, youtube series uh amazon prime series uh wheel of time well, it's about uh, a group of women who have this special ability to uh, pretty much get in touch with what's called the One Power. It's kind of like the Star Wars meets uh, Lord of the Rings and that there's also a lot of like ogres and stuff like that. And pretty much they're trying to kill this one dude who is supposed to be the next up and coming villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't really give away more than that without actually giving away the episodes. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything historical from in the past or anything that you've been big on or something that you think doesn't get enough credit? Uh, mm, oh, me. I guess that's another thing about Justin. He is like our friend who maybe was the most like a grandpa as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, R.E. or C. example exhibit A of me before talking about how Justin had a habit in high school and college of going to out to eat with me. <laughs> And then sleeping in his car afterwards <laughs> to take a little car nap post meal. <laughs> I agree with that though. Especially like American restaurants give you such big servings. If you they do. Are, if you're gonna eat the entirety of that fucking meal at a restaurant, you're gonna have like you're gonna have too many carbs inside of you. Especially because sometimes they'll give you two carbs on one entree. <laughs> That's um, too much. And yeah, you're like I get tired after basically if I finish any restaurant meal, I'm tired afterwards. It's it's yeah. so much food. I think the infamous uh infamous example was at Delhi Palace. Yeah. It was uh six plates in. And uh, it's an Indian buffet for those who don't. Yes, know. Indian buffet. Uh, I just went to my car and I think I woke up three hours later. In a, di- in a tizzy. <laughs> <laughs> there was blood all over the place. I had a knife in my hand. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite times because I left to go do something. I called Justin back later and he was like, I'm still in the parking lot. <laughs> um,. Mm. You're, it's not like you're social media illiterate or anything. You just kind of have the uh, oh, affect fuck. and like apathy of an old yeah, person. Yeah, like uh, social media is uh the way you dress. Like you're yeah, just like what? I'm wearing what I'm wearing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can deal with it. As a child psychi- a psychologist, 
School. How? <laughs> Go for it. No, no, no. As a Correct former me. child and a psychologist. <laughs> school psychologist. <laughs> school psychologist. What is your take on Instagram? What they whatever they're doing right now to make to make it less unhealthy for children, right? They announced a bunch of stuff. They were like, it's gonna start telling you to get off if you're on for more than an hour and shit. Did they really do that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Has anybody like actually come out with anything that says it's harmful? I have to assume so, right? Like oh. <laughs> we've been talking about that for the last two decades about how social media and the internet. It seems like one of those things that like feels like it's true. Is there no papers on it? Uh, there probably is. I, I, there probably are. Um, the one thing I know that people point to is that one documentary that came on on Netflix, where like it was a bunch of like high ups at different uh, apps like that, and where they were like, "Of course, I don't let my child use it." Are you kidding me? I know what like how we design those and how we develop those. Um, I remember people talking about that, but I don't know about any scholarly literature on it because I don't care what happens to children. I guess I do care what happens to children. Maybe I should put that in a different <laughs> way. Uh, I'm not that interested in whether or not children are using social media. I'm certainly not going to be the one to put a stop to it. Well, every so I just finished teaching uh, psych statistics and they have to do a uh, the, the students that I TA for have to do their own project. And I'd say maybe at least like a third of them chose like the effects of social media on self-esteem. And just based off the data they collected themselves, it's like, I think it's lower self-esteem with more time spent on social media, uh, but um doesn't seem to matter which social media, so. I mean, um, even if it's... uh Upworthy? Even if it's Noom? No, that sounds like a dieting app, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of the funniest places. But even if it's... Actually, no, never mind. I bet a news place is also just as terrible. <laughs> Yeah, there has to be a ton of scholarly work on this, right? As a society, we just we've been talking about social media's effect on children for so long. If nobody's bothered know. to study it, that would be hilarious. Yeah, it's an easy research grant right there. So is that good for introduction to? Jo oh wait, no, you did media roundup. Do you have media roundup, uh, Paul? Spider Man Two. Sam Raimi hit it out of the park twice in a row. Who? Is the original uh, Spider Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Oh, that's the director. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't watched a Tom Holland Spider-Man yet, with even Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man yet, even though I do find him charming as a person. Mm. You really like all those interviews with him and Zendaya where they're like, there was a very playful interview that I saw a headline for today that said, Zendaya said that he farted on her on set. Ooh. <laughs> now, if that ain't romance, I don't know what is. This is why we need our British brethren to come over here and show us what class is. Um, Cool. I've got a couple things. Uh, this was before I thought this was going to be a guest episode. So just, you know, three quick things. Tech and uh, concrete? Uh, no, that's been a media roundup for like 10, 15 years. Um, Mick Jenkins, Tiny Desk Concert for NPR. Smoothest cat around, dude. I tell you what. Whoa, you think you could just say cat and not get clowned on for it? Yeah. Okay. And here yeah, I go. You're right. <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. Um. I don't know. I clicked on the link and I was like, I know he has a full album out right now, so he's not going to do Carefree from the last album, but I would love it. First note comes on, he starts playing Carefree, and I was like, oh, God, I love that song so much. Um, Saba did a live performance on his YouTube channel for two singles from his upcoming album. Very good. Um, and then while we were hanging out at a fucking brewery last night, we were watching the tail end of the Miss Universe pageant, uh, in which was hosted by a swagged out Mr. Steve Harvey. Uh, and I love that he was next to, was it Mrs. Peru or Miss, um, Miss Paraguay or maybe Miss Venezuela? 
who was asked the question of how would the world be different if there were more women in charge? And I was like, dude, why aren't you asking Steve Harvey? He's clearly got a five minute bit already about this. <laughs> just like they just moved the mic right over to Steve Harvey. He's like, now see, I'm old school. <laughs> well, I don't think no women should be leading the world. What would Steve Harvey's take on it be? It would be something about like, it would be like, we wouldn't have war, but nothing would get done. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have to be Steve Harvey's take, like some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, it's actually pretty spot on. Anyways, that's my media roundup. I guess shout out to Miss India for winning. Um, uh, okay, cool. Do you want to get into articles, or is there anything else you want to say, Justin? Uh, for yourself. Well, this week for our first question, uh, I've brought in the New York Times advice column. Is this a thing? So I'll go ahead and uh, just jump into reading the question. This one's going to be answered by Jessica Gross. Question. My four-year-old runs around the house on all fours, all of the time. She thinks she's a lion. And if you were talking about something else, doing something else, or asking her to do something else, forget it. She's a lion and will not answer any questions asked in English. She must roar her every reply. This can be particularly exhausting when it comes to getting her to eat her breakfast, a zebra, or getting her shoes, paws on, or getting her to school, the savannah, without an extensive round of make-believe before I've even had my coffee. Is this a thing? Signed, Kelly Walsh, Houston Bay, California. Hmm. So, Justin, as a school psychologist, is this kid broken? Uh, yeah. Should she get a new one? It is, uh, we can tell you how many times I've seen a kid trying to become a lion, and it's just not turn out well. That's really your professional opinion? Huh? Uh, No. <laughs> My professional opinion, get her to eat with some zoo pals. Get her a little zebra zoo pal that she can eat. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I don't, how old does it say she is? Four. Four? Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem great. Uh, doesn't seem awful, but uh, to be honest, most things that we would uh, kind of like test for, uh, she's actually too young. To, to like, mm. I don't know, fucking like, maybe like, uh, well, no, maybe not autism. What's your differential diagnosis? Differential diagnosis. Uh, I'm going to blame it on the parents on this one. Ooh, Ooh. you fucked up. <laughs> no. Uh, For a four-year-old, she has a really good grasp on what lions are. Like, she knows about the savannah. Yeah. She knows they eat zebras. Like, that's pretty Great good, imagination. Like, that's knowledge. She knows they don't speak English. <laughs> Couldn't you get all that information from just watching Lion King once as a kid? But four years old, I don't know if at four I really, like, understood all those things about, like, my favorite things. I think I was really working mm. on a much more abstract level. Okay, Justin, can I ask you a question? These parents come in, and they're like, you are our child. They're a preschool oh, child. You're their <laughs> school psychologist. Your answer is really going to be like, uh, they're too young for anything we'd test for. I guess maybe they're autistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're <laughs> reacting to this question as a professional. Oh, God. I, well, as a professional, I'd say, what's wrong with being a lion? Mm, mm. Oh, that's the that's woke take. Okay. Riddle me that. No, I mean, I, I would say, uh, honestly, it wouldn't be surprised if it were. I mean, like, imagine if to play. That seems like you're going really quickly to autism. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I, know. I mean, like, it, it's a quick thing to go to, but either that or just like the kid's going to grow up super quirky with like maybe like ADHD or something like that. But uh, she's going to be one of those girls that wears like a cat collar in high school. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. 
don't let your kid get into anime. Hide anime from your kid. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I think the, the, the way that I would handle this is I would lean into the lion thing. And one of the key cool things to know about lions is that they're really big on um, eating their vegetables uh, and going to killing bed all their time. killing killing their young. <laughs> so whenever a new lion takes over, uh, like an older lion's pack or whatever, a pride, if you will, the first thing they do is kill all of the uh, children that are being raised because that way they, they can mate with the females and get new children that are genetically related to him and get them to put their effort into those. Um, and that's when you let your child know during your divorce that uh, <laughs> their step parent is going to be coming for them, and that they got to stop being a lion because that doesn't happen to human babies. Mm-hmm. Once again, this child does have a good grasp on what lions do and how they behave, but that seems like some pretty like tenuous connections of logic to explain to a kid. It's gonna be like if you want to be a lion, that's what being a lion's all about. Is that that's a uh... Okay, can I ask you guys what you think the probability is that there's an M. Night Shyamalan ending to this question, and it's actually a lady raising a lion? And Ooh. she's the crazy one, because she thinks it's her, her human kid. What's your diagnosis on that? She's got autism. <laughs> you can't just say everything's <laughs> autism, Justin. <laughs> Justin, is that all you diagnose? Is that all you do? <laughs> they accuse people of having autism oh, in school God. psychology? <laughs> Uh, that's a lot of what people do. I don't do that because I'm actually not qualified. To not diagnose them with autism. It's called accusing. Accusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either that or uh, uh, dyslexia is my thing. But she doesn't sound dyslexic. She sounds like a lion. Mm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I was about to say there's really like... nothing you do with that. Like she, she's trying to be a no ill, but she's dyslexic. <laughs> when all you have is a hammer. Every problem looks like a nail, so I'm glad Damn. you didn't go to dyslexia. Mm. Dropping but some it, major knowledge on me. This seems like a symptom of the overdiagnosing big pharma society that we live in now. If this had happened 50 years ago, they would have let her be a lion for a year or whatever until she gets over it, and everything would have been fine. Uh, does it say anything in there about having any childhood trauma? No. <laughs> it's written from the parents' perspective, and she's like, also, I've traumatized her quite a bit. <laughs> The question is, as I read it. Oh, God. If she did have childhood trauma, what would that indicate? Oh, I don't know. Usually, honestly, a lot of times what happens, uh, well, it's kind of controversial still, but I mean, it's not every time. There's got to be like other factors too, but um, a lot of times when, when kids like are traumatized, they cope through like imaginative play. Mm. And I'm not saying that's what this is or that's what like every instance of childhood trauma is, but they're actually saying like those with the... Uh, I don't know if you have heard of like dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the new term for like multiple personality disorder. Um, like part of it is like due to some like really really young childhood trauma and like the splitting of personality or like uh, coming up with with like imaginative, uh, uh, I guess persona is uh, part of their coping. Uh, because kids are just so young and they can't do anything else. So that sounds boring. I say hire a lion tamer uh, from the circus <laughs> and get them to deal with her whenever she's in lion mode. I can do that too. But aren't those people mean? Aren't they going to use a whip on her? Don't they usually use negative reinforcement on the circus animals? Positive punishment. Uh, positive punishment. You, you got it, Adrian. <laughs> you got I it. I know. I know. <laughs>
<laughs> well, my God, I got two learning ass nerds here. I wish Pierce was on to roast you guys with me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea about the ethics of lion tamers, but you know, if I'm wrong about that, please don't come for me. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. This is just having a couple laughs over a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my actual advice. Paul has only explicitly asked one of us what is their real advice as a professional. He has not done that to me yet. Justin, so your take about the childhood trauma thing is that, like, this little girl is like, lion daddies can't leave and never show back up again. It's like that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, uh, if that's the trauma. She didn't mention a dad. No, she didn't mention a dad. Really just uh, this together. Lion Lion mommies don't drink too much (laughs) wine in the middle of the day and leave you at preschool forever. (laughs) Lion mommies don't lose you in the mall for four hours. (laughs) Lion daddies don't put your stroller right up to the exhaust pipe of the car while he's loading groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's what it is? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do that or autism. (laughs) (laughs) Autism speaks? No, autism roars. Oh god! I hope nobody from my I hope nobody from my program ever listens to this. <laughs> that's usually okay. a hope for every episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually not a bad slogan, though. That does sound really like. I don't Wait, know, isn't Boston Autism Speaks like a horse? horrible uh, foundation? Or am I thinking of uh, a different I think one? you're thinking of something else. I think Autism Speaks is just like your standard like. Is it the one with the puzzle pieces? What's that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is one that, does get shit on a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. For what? I don't know. You're the expert. I don't know. I don't. I don't work with kids with autism. Mm. Do you think this is a a Lion King thing, Adrian? Like you implied, or do you think it's a Kimba the White Lion thing? I think it was probably a Kimba the White Lion thing after they stole from the Lion King. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As we all know, Kimba the White Lion stole from the Lion King, but only in their second movie that they released in the nineties. Hmm. Any any last advice to the parent for like how much you should humor a kid for like how much because mm-hmm. a big part of it is like she's making me use my imagination before I even have my morning coffee. Come on, at least let me have a coffee first. Ooh, ooh, mm. yeah. Uh, I would say you want to uh, probably honestly like humor it a little bit, but not much at all because um, if it's becoming something where she is. Uh, very like blatantly like maybe like not following instructions instructions or something like that um that can kind of get out of hand pretty quick too yeah i know this isn't like really a it's not a complete solution it would only really help but like if in, if it's too early in the morning like maybe you could be a different animal and if you mm. just play into her into her fantasies then like it'll it'll be helpful so like if she's bothering you before you've had your coffee and you're pretending you're a zebra you could say something like when a zebra's in the zone leave them <laughs> leave alone, him alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know so there, there's yeah, options yeah, yeah. that's good advice all right ready for this answer yep i'm ready for the answer all right let's get it so i'll go ahead and mention for the audience probably some of this is going to get cut in the edit so go ahead and click the link in the description if you want to read the full answer I chose this question because I'm going through a version of it myself. Every time I try to tell my almost three-year-old something she doesn't want to hear, she meows at me. It's adorable and aggravating, and honestly, I'm kind of impressed at the exquisite aggression of it. I wish I could meow at people in meetings sometimes instead of responding pleasantly to unreasonable requests. Yeah, that's how you become a cat girl in high school. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Do you think that's how she's saying it, even though she has no cultural context for it? (laughs) 
Oh no, I'll thank that to you for being catty, Adrian. <laughs> oh, I just love the idea of like you've been like, you put your shoes on, Missy, and she's like, me am. <laughs> but let's back up. There are two separate questions lurking in this letter. Is it normal for kids to engage in extended pretend play? And how do you snap them out of it when you need them to get out the door in the morning? To answer these questions, I interviewed two psychologists, one of whom has done research on imaginary play. Here's what they said. Before I read these, I'm going to go ahead and guess that, much like Justin, they said, she's probably autistic. (laughs) Get out of here. Why do preschoolers love pretending to be animals? It's typical behavior for under five set to pretend to be animals or to role-play adult professions or fantasy characters, said Dr. Tracy Gleason, a professor of psychology at Wellesley College. So not Wesley, but Wellesley. Interesting. Who has studied preschoolers' imaginary play. They're doing a lot of exploring of what it's like to be someone else, to feel something else, to interact in different ways with other people at that age, she said. The cognitive development task children are working on through their exploration is called theory of mind, said Dr. Gleason. It's the idea that other people have thoughts, and those thoughts can be different from your thoughts, she explained. Children may begin grasping the theory of the mind concept at around 18 months. Other humans are more than dynamic bags of skin that can be seen, heard, and weighed. By pretending to be other people and beings, and sometimes creating imaginary friends, children may be working on a deeper understanding that other people have thoughts, feelings, and beliefs they don't know about and can't see on the surface. That doesn't seem... Seems like she really went on a tangent that doesn't make sense for somebody playing as an animal. unless Yeah, you're trying to learn what a lion thinks. Mm. How do you put boundaries on the animal play? If you can figure out your child's intentions, said Dr. Yamelius Diaz, a clinical assistant professor of psychology at Hassenfeld Children's Hospital at NYU Langone. Why do all these words sound made up for colleges and names? <laughs> I don't know. You did... Diaz was an easy one to do, and then the rest of the group just are actually kind of weird. <laughs> did, did I say Diaz wrong? Diaz. Dr. Yamelius Diaz, a clinical assistant professor of psychology at Hassenfeld Children's Hospital at NYU Langone. You can figure out how to address their behavior. In general, there are four common reasons your child might roleplay as an animal at that age. To avoid something. Meowing instead of responding to a question. To get attention. Negative attention counts. To get something they want, like asking for a milk with a roar, or to communicate something. This is particularly important for kids who don't yet have strong language skills. Damn, dude. Shout out to every uh, scene girl's t-shirt from uh, middle school. Rar is how I lo- dinosaurs say I love you. <laughs> Dr. Diaz wanted to make clear, if a kid is being a lion at appropriate times, we don't want to squash their imagination. Dr. Gleason concurred and added that kids this age often feel powerless, so it's helpful to be empathetic to their lack of control over their lives and give them choices when it's reasonable. That caveat noted, here's advice for how to put healthy boundaries on play that is inconvenient or that is being used as a sneaky delaying tactic. Use your words. If the play is coming out at the wrong times when you're trying to get your kid dressed or at your local house of worship, for example, set guidelines for when the play is appropriate. But I'm, a, I'm like one of those people who's like, I'm religious, but everywhere is my church. So <laughs> <laughs> this one's, that's, I don't know. That doesn't work for me. Set guidelines for when the play is appropriate using child-friendly language, Dr. Diaz suggested. Leon the lion could come out to play after you get dressed or during a break at church or whatever the situation may be. I don't like that one. We don't? Mm-mm. Mm. 
Justin thinks you shouldn't use child-friendly language. You can be like, fucking, he can maybe fucking come out later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't like how they're, like, coming down to the same level of, like, of using, like, you can use kid language without actually, like, like, using, like, lion versus zebra or whatever, like, language. Uh, (laughs) Because they're just reinforcing it at that point. I don't know. So this Seems, next uh, bit of advice is actually very Adrian in that you you should flip the script on your kid to manipulate them. <laughs> you can also ch- <laughs> you can also choose to interpret the meows or roars in ways that your preschooler is not excited about," said Doctor Gleason. If your kid keeps meowing at dinner, you can say, "Oh, I guess that meow means you'd like to eat all your broccoli now." <laughs> that would get them using human words pretty quick. That's a pretty cool idea. I don't like that either. <laughs> Adrian, don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, why do you dislike this advice? Are you are you ready to throw all these professional relationships under? I was the say, are you ready to get in beef with uh, these people? <laughs> you, oh, you don't ever want to work with Doctor Diaz or Doctor Gleason from Wellesley University. Ugh. Yeah. Well, it's get it's 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 uh, considered positive punishment. You know, you're introducing something that's maybe discomforting or something that they don't like. And generally, uh, we don't like that for several reasons. Uh, the first is because it only teaches you to not do that specific behavior. Uh, but it's also not You're teaching... You're saying it's not, multi- not multimodal. What's the word? Uh, generalizable. Transferable. Yeah. Generalizable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, if it y'all usually... If you your dick measuring contest, can we get back to the question? <laughs> Mine's bigger for the record. But, um, and it doesn't uh, teach them what to do instead. So, like... It, it kind of like uh, provokes like a more like withdrawal response versus uh, like, you know, a replacement behavior. And that's usually what you want to shoot for. Mm. Mm-hmm. If the meowing is being used to get extra attention, ignore their behavior, said Dr. Diaz, and give attention to only the right behavior. If you ask your child a question and she only meows or roars despite having the language sp- skills to express herself, you can say, I will keep talking to you as soon as your big girl voice comes back. And walk away until she's prepared to talk to you in human words. If the child is the one requesting something, the request should not be granted until she asks as a person, not as a lion. If your child is in fact struggling to communicate, give him a language assist. If he's asking for a crayon by pointing to the object and using a grunt or a roar, for example, point to the crayon and say, You want the crayon? Okay, I'll give you this crayon. If he's meowing... When he gets upset, try to get him to use those emotion words too. You seem sad. Are you sad? Can we take a deep breath and talk about what's wrong? That was the end of it. That was a very odd place to end, but yeah. I I, I think, don't don't you want to like, like do like a nipping in the bud where you want to solve the problem as quickly as possible? Shouldn't you like take them to the zoo and like hang them like into like the mm. lion's like fucking enclosure and be like, oh, you're a lion? Huh? <laughs> you feel like a lion now, punk? <laughs> I think the wife got obviously caught in a lie where the child came out half lion and she was clearly fucking around on the dad but she had to sell it so much <laughs> that now she's like writing it to the new york times she's like i don't get why our kids are half lion I just, you're she's the dad a paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to write it to the new york times to be like it makes no sense why is my kid acting like a lion i definitely didn't sleep with a lion and have an abomination baby <laughs> The father writes in, help, I think my wife cheated on me, and my abomination baby keeps saying, kill me. (laughs) (laughs) All good ideas. All equally good ideas. Kids got autism, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Justin, any last thoughts before we finish off uh, psychology as a point in the episode? 
No, just uh Are eight. you a good psychologist? Honestly, I'm not bad. Yeah. Hmm. I mean like I'm like slow in like my work, but you know, when I get there, I get there. Yeah, yeah, these kids that are suffering and yeah, that are you know, dealing yeah. with issues and need, you know, <laughs> things to re- remedy those issues. They can wait. It takes time. Yeah, they got all the time in the world. The ones that we haven't lost to suicide because it took me two years to return their phone call. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <All right. laughs> are doing great. Oh, God. Are we good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Justin, this next column is a new one. It's called I'm Not Wrong, the Worst Advice Column, a little tongue-in-cheek advice column. And uh, they do a thing where they do a mix of taking other advice column questions, answering them, as well as taking in their own. And this is one of the OG sent in to this publication, one of those questions. So this is about roommates, and it's called I Listen to My Roommates for Some Reason. Here's mm. the question. Dear Never Wrong, I'm current. Actually, do, is there anything you want to say about roommates on top? Uh, Bad roommates? Top. Any, um... Obviously, nothing about me because I was a great roommate, but anything about other roommates you've had before? Or... Uh, we also are, um, I don't know what the word is for Eskimo brothers for roommates, but we've had the same roommate separately. Mm. Uh, we both uh, roomed with a one Mr. Bleep His Name out here. It was okay. I had a good time with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, no real crazy stories that I haven't told before, but what about you, Justin? Uh, yeah, uh, nothing nothing too major. Uh, you know, I think all things considered, I've heard other more horror stories than uh, what I've experienced, so... Whose feelings are you saving? You already talked about having a massive crush on your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, can we just bleep his name out? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, okay. He, he definitely doesn't listen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't? No. I have to assume he's too busy getting blackout in Ohio. What, what does he do with his life now? Yeah, what does he do uh, now? Getting blackout at NASCAR games? I don't know. That was his vibe. Show me your butthole. <laughs> if, if he showed up in a all channel gas, if he, if he showed up in a channel five video screaming, show me your butthole, that would totally make sense. Yeah, the uh, tracks. Yeah, God. I mean, like it, I just say like the, the part it was just the bathroom. Like honest, I mean, well, in, in hindsight, for a dude I can't that size. You assume he's got to be using it a lot, like a lot of in and out. You know what I mean? Is he going in and out a lot? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, other than that, you know, I just had, a, had some randos junior year. Uh, you know, nothing to complain about with them. They were both pretty cool. Freshman year was actually pretty fun. But. Freshman year, the way that I ended up rooming with Patrick, and the reason that we got the really cool, um, like, saved in case there was someone who needed a handicapped room, uh, which is, like, a little extra big and had an extra big bathroom, was because we told each other we were going to list each other as preferred roommates for the honors dorm. And then I did that, and he didn't because his parents convinced him that he needed to have a random roommate to, like, branch out. And so he lied to me and told me he did. And then when he finally caved in and, like, sent an email asking if he could put me as the preferred roommate, it was the only room left, like, that needed to be filled or whatever. So earlier you made it seem like you had more interesting stories about your roommates. but Uh, Oh, are we still off pod? Off pod, on pod, what's the difference? I I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... I guess too bad. It was just like, it, it was just gross. Uh, you know, I think so three out of four of us, like just all had our girlfriends over the whole time. And so I do feel bad for the fourth. And in hindsight, uh, like I, I, I get it, but, um, also at the same time, you know, like none of us were like super close. So it's just kind of like, we were just doing our own things. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, Oh yeah. God. Uh, yeah. I won't go into other details, but all right. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this column about roommates. 
Here's the question. Dear Never Wrong. I'm currently in a precarious balance of a living situation with two rather nosy roommates. They always have to know where I'm going and when I'll be back, for reasons unbeknownst to yours truly. My most recent episode with this problem involved receiving several phone calls of which I never answered, which then led to my phone being reported as missing and my roommates tracking me down at a bar via my GPS coordinates. Aside from being crazy stalkers, they have also taken the liberty to strongly encourage me to do as they would in all manners of life decisions. They have incessantly pushed for me to marry someone and to have children as soon as possible. Furthermore, they recommend that I turn down several promising job offers to stay in town so they can better track my whereabouts. Help. Having parents for roommates is quite a dilemma. Thanks, suffocated roommate. Oh, okay. So it was like a twist. What was the twist? Yeah, his roommates are his parents. Oh. Shit. I thought that'd be a fun twist. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was like metaphorical, like, oh, they're just my room, they're, you know, parents. And yeah, no, I thought that'd be a fun right. one to bring in since we're at your mom's house, which you sometimes, yeah. sometimes come stay at. And yeah. I'm currently living with my parents as roommates. All right. And Paul Pent spent a part of the uh, pandemic having his roommates as parents. The pandemic, as I call it. <laughs> his parents as roommates. Uh, yeah. Thoughts, boys? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, so in the past, like, I've uh gotten quite mad uh whenever like at least in high school like whenever my mom would be like oh you know like download find my friends or something or mm. um you know kind of uh ask me where i am and kind of just like do parent stuff like that um but on i think the trick was that i just got so angry mm. uh and so uh uh yeah angry and loud <laughs> oh geez i didn't know just that kind of kid <laughs> are you telling us you were abusive to your parents i don't get what's going god, on god i might have been i don't know <laughs> Uh, he is the reason they got divorced <laughs> just straight up they told him they're like it's you dog i was the reason 10 years later <laughs> uh yeah i mean honestly like i i that's uh this is a, a topic or not a topic but like this is something that i get like super uh like, i wouldn't say sensitive but like i definitely like do uh get more touchy when it comes to kind of like my uh freedom and independence mm. um and i think that's something that's taken quite uh a long time i mean maybe more maybe more or less than you know your average parent but uh you know i think my mom's kind of like you know for the most part kind of caught along she gives me a lot of independence honestly it sounds weird uh but i don't like riding in the passenger seat when i'm riding in the car with my mom you want to make you want to make her taxi driver it what no no, no. i drive Oh, uh, I, I always. Other you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. sit in her lap. Oh, that's gross. And she lets you drive <laughs> while she hits the pedals. Uh, no, it's just yeah. Uh, anytime I'm in the passenger seat with my mom in the car, it just feels like I'm like fucking like middle school again, mm. just being like driven around by a parent. Mm. Uh, and but she like recognizes this, and so like I don't even have to ask anymore. She just lets me drive wherever we go. Interesting. So yeah, I'd say all mine are kind of just you know making progress. Yeah, I don't know about you two. Paul, living with your parents as an adult. Uh, delightful. I love my parents. Yeah, I've I been a great time. Great people. Even when I was in high school. Oh, I've got two stories. One is I remember one time Hunter invited me to smoke weed at his house at like 10 p.m. on a weekday. And like it was right when my parents were winding down to go to bed. And I went in there. I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to go to Hunter's house. And they were like, right now? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, all right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was about the extent of that conversation. Yeah, that was my parents, too. They never they never had a bedtime or like a. The rule was that when I got home, I would close the door so they knew I got home. That was about mm. it. But even if I didn't come home, I was allowed to spend the night somewhere else. So it was just like a signal, I guess. Yeah. 
They did not really care. The other thing was that uh, my, I don't know why, like my, my parents have broken many cars over the years. One of the things that's happened in multiple cars is that the gas fuel thing breaks. And so you have to count the miles to know when you need to fuel up again. And so there was a time where I went to like my friend Hunter's house, which is like a mile away, maybe. But we also went and drove to get weed at some point. And so my mom asked me the next day, she was like, oh, where were you? And I was like, oh, it's just a Hunter's house. And she was like, oh, really? There's like way too many miles in the car for you to just gone to Hunter's house. And I was like, eh, we may have gotten a little fast food, a little bit of chicken teriyaki or something. You know what I mean? We might have gone out about. And that was about as nosy as they got in terms of my whereabouts and stuff. That's not bad. I like that we're just bragging on how much we love our parents, Adrian. That is adorable, <laughs> but uh, maybe we should give some advice. Yeah, 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 Justin. Well, actually, I don't, do we have advice then mm. on, on our part? Is besides advice to the parents? Yeah, have be tell your parents that is odd for them to tra- do you find my friend thing. That's actually kind of disturbing. Your I mean, there's adult. there's more than that. Dude. You should yeah. hear about <laughs> parents. <laughs> how old are they again in the story? Um, in mean, their own the bars, so they're over twenty one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm. I don't know anything. Anything to where they're like technically considered an adult. I think you got to just kind of like learn to. They're just gonna back off a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes they just stick with the. It's on my roof. It's my rules. I don't oh know where god! You oh, that really triggered Justin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you triggered Snowflake <laughs> about my roof, my rules. Oh, we forgot. If you don't like it, audience. I'll help you pack. Justin is an SJW. <laughs> He's an SJ Dub. You got to move out, right? That's that's what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah, independence. Yeah, you gotta move out at that point. I feel like, yeah, if they were cool parents and you were like, if, if you were happy living with them and they weren't doing all these things, then I sort of agree with the concept of like, save money and live with your parents if like it makes sense for your situation. But if they are doing all of these things and they're not gonna change, then you probably need to prioritize paying for rent over whatever like savings <laughs> benefit you're getting from living with them. Although it sounds like they did say something in the question, though, right, about, like, uh, whenever I try and take an opportunity out of town, they won't let me or something. I don't really know what that means at that point. Like, I don't really know what kind of leverage parents have. I guess I have seen certain um, instances of that before where, like, uh, this will probably get cut. Parents' leverage was always that they were paying for his college so they could tell him whatever he wanted, whatever they wanted to do was whatever he had to do while he was in college. Yeah, I guess, I mean, my parents try that. They want me to live close to them. I mean, they, they don't try to control it with, like, they don't have a, like, way to control it, but they are always like, it'd be nice if you move back to town. You know what do we mean, Paul? <laughs> I mean, there's a good restaurant in town, but there's no portions. <laughs> so, Justin, what's your school psychologist advice to this kid? Oh, God. Uh, you know, I don't know about school psychologist opinion, but, you know, just kind of more like general psychologist opinion. I mean, you know, weigh your pros and cons. Uh, you know, if... Well, uh, so we say you can either, you can do four things when you got a problem. Okay. You can one, solve the problem. This is that, uh, this is that Freddie Gibbs and, uh, Big Sean song, four things. This is a reference I'm not catching on to, Paul. It's not backpack rap. She keep calling me babe, I said that's not my name. Million dollars, million followers, ho, that's not the same. And I just washed off the chicken, baby, that's not cocaine. She's so high, you got two hundred, you can get like four things. Uh, number one, solve the problem. Number two, Change how you feel about the problem. Mm. Uh, number three, learn to tolerate the problem. Or number four, make the problem worse. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like that's not something you want to do. Those are just your options. No, I like that idea. Yeah. That's how I solve most of my problems from now on. <laughs> I thought, honestly, I thought it was like, kill the problem, eat the problem, fuck the problem, marry the problem. But, uh, yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> 
no, but yeah, I mean, like you gotta, you know, decide what's important to you. You gotta decide whether you want to, I mean, if they're hanging the college tuition over his head, then I mean, is, uh, you know, kind of going through college without having to, you know, take out loans and work another job, what you want, or is it, I can literally feel Justin so strongly having to hold back from just calling this person autistic right now. That's all, <laughs> all he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, decide whether or not you got autism. Uh, no, nah, and then, I mean, like, and then if you decide to stay with your parents, you have to, like, obviously, like, you know, do what you can to set some boundaries. I think most people, when they do things like that, uh, we would call it, uh, they don't do it very skillfully. Mm. You know, they, they do things that just don't work, things that are ineffective. Technically, what we would probably do, depending on, you know, what orientation you are, uh, you might use what's called the dear man, which is uh, an, an interpersonal skill for getting what you want. Uh, and then how to make friends and influence people. Uh, no, I mean, we do, tactic? we do have skills like that too, but, uh, you know, getting what you want, learn to negotiate, uh, do the art of the deal. Art of the deal. I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah. He's just listing off all the worst <laughs> books that people read. Uh, and I mean, it stands for, it's an it's an acronym and it stands for describe the situation, express what you, or express how you feel, assert what you want, and then offer some sort of reinforcement or incentive for them to do what you're asking them for. Uh, that's the deer part. The man is, uh, you know, if, if you don't get what you want, being mindful of your goals or if they say no, so like, don't get distracted. Appearing confident, so like not like you know slumping down or crouching in a corner, being Paul, um, ooh, <laughs> pow, uh, and then learning to negotiate. So you know, kind of knowing what they want and be like, hey, wait, how does the N in man stand for learning to negotiate? Right, fuck you, <laughs> it's just negotiate, piece of okay. shit. <laughs> and that'd be something like, hey, you know, mom, dad, you know, uh, these are my lines. I'm willing to move out. And, you know, you really want me to be here. But and, you know, so if you want that, then you might just have to let me. Uh, what was he asking for? Just go on places. Yeah. Without having just, to let them know where he is all the time. Yeah. He's like, it's just just part of how it's going to be. And like, th that's where my lines are. And this is my negotiation. So. I think that if the, you have a big inheritance, potentially murdering them might be a solution. Mm, I didn't think about that one. Do you have an acronym for that one, science boy? Uh, we without. <laughs> <laughs> A learning ass uh, nerd. I got an acronym for everything. <laughs> we call that one the the sweet potato pie, and you don't want to know why. He's just looking around the room. <laughs> is there sweet potato pie? Nice. Uh, the sweet potato pie porter is what I was drinking earlier, which is a delicious beer from Palmetto Brewing. Honestly, we should bring back the Adrian's Beer Corner now that I'm back in South Carolina because I've had so many good beers since I've been back. Yeah, the people are clamoring for it. <laughs> <laughs> technically not clamoring for any of what's going on right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, cool. You guys want to hear the answer? Uh, nope, but yeah, sure, go for it. All right, so obviously this is a little bit of a satirical piece, so let's see what they have to say. Hey, y'all. Just a quick editor's note from Adrian. Uh, we did, during the episode, read the entire article answer, but we didn't have much to say about it. It was very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, you can click on the link in the description and read it yourself, uh, but I think upon editing the episode, I realized that the answer didn't really contribute anything, and uh, the humor for um, our taste didn't really align. Uh, so, not really worth putting in the episode, so we're just going to go straight into the next segment, basically. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Alright, cool. So, weird column, but uh, you guys ready for a third segment? Yeah. Okay, so, 
Um, one of the things you should know about Justin is that he has unironically called the MCU. Uh, he's called movies from the MCU the height of human capability to make films. And now, when you say unironically, you mean he said that completely ironically? No, no, no. He said that ironically. Mm, but like Dr. Dre's the chronic because he's really high when he says such a stupid thing. No, I actually found out today Justin's never smoked weed before. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Straight shooter, baby. So he's been sober while watching every MCU movie. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> and yet he thinks that they are the pinnacle of film and cinema. While you're watching these movies, is there like something else like we need to know, like in the background, like you're also enjoying like a delicious meal or like you're having sex with a gorgeous woman or something else that like what's enjoyable about these movies? What what else is happening? Watching the movie dressed as a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever character I'm thinking of at the moment. But you have your laptop open and you're like browsing, you're browsing like Reddit or Twitter or something, you know, like to entertain yourself while the movies are on. I'm confused. So I don't know if you know this, Justin, <laughs> but uh, Paul and I are real quirky dudes. We don't think too highly of the MCU. Um, Paul has been on record saying that it's movies for children. I have likewise been on record saying that even the best ones are mediocre to me. As a school psychologist, do you like them because they put you in the mindset of the children you have to treat? It, uh, as I'm watching the movies, I actually make sure to dress up as whoever, uh, you know, whoever the main character is. Mm. Been Thor a couple of times, Captain America. I, so this is something we learned from our last guest episode with Caitlin, that a lot of like modern psychology is about getting people in touch with their inner child. Um, <laughs> is that why you like these movies? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, why not? As the as the Buddhist would say, you mean the Buddha would say? As what? <laughs> or just any Buddhist would say? Would any the Buddha say this? Any Buddhist? Or just any, okay, any Buddhist. Okay. Any Buddhist. Yeah. As any Buddhist would say, <laughs> I like when Iron Man go pew pew pew. <laughs> I like it when Iron Man says, "Before you run, you have to walk. Before you fly, you have to run." Something like that. No, that's an actual quote from the first Iron Man. It's something like, before you run, you have to fly, or before you fly. Uh, yeah, there is something like that from the Hopefully first Iron Man. Hopefully it's on the quiz. Hey, it sounds like you've watched a few of them, Paul. Yes, there's a, like, we're not going into this one. Yeah. yeah, I have seen a few, a couple. I think the sequels are the ones I've mostly not seen. Like, I don't think I've seen Iron Man 2 or 3 or Thor 2 or 3. Or... Which is crazy, because I've heard Ragnarok's like the only good one. Ragnarok is, is amazing. Uh... It is the pinnacle of human cinema. How do you feel about um, like a big part of the like way that they um, fund and get props for these movies is by working with the U.S. military. And so all of the plots have to be run by the U.S. military to make sure that they. Oh, yeah. And talking about a certain type of agenda. <laughs> and talking about Ragnarok, um, the director, his quote was literally something like, we don't have to get approval from the military. We just run it by them and they let us know if they don't like something. <laughs> it's like, what do you think getting approval means, you fucking dumbass? How do you, how do you feel about that? Is a uh, MCU uh, serving as basically a tool for U.S. imperialist propaganda? Ooh. Uh, is there an acronym for that? <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Justin. We're, we're all friends here. If you want to give the audience a little rundown of your experience with the MCU, what draws you to it, what you like about it, what you don't like about it, what your favorite movie is, what, who you, who's your Ooh. favorite superhero? Oh, that's definitely not a kind mm. of question you ask a fucking five year old. That's something you ask an adult man. <laughs> Who's your favorite superhero? Get the fuck out of here. Who's your favorite superhero? <laughs> it's definitely got to be either. Uh, pew pew, phew. <laughs> Honestly, either Iron Man. Pew pew, pew. I'm Iron <laughs> Man. Iron Man go pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> he 
like, I fly. And then he's sexist to Peter Page or whatever her name is, to Page Piper. <laughs> he like suck on my big iron willy or whatever has quoted in those movies. <laughs> and then she marries him because she's like, I like that you're sexist. Pew pew. What is her name? Justin, it's like just Piper give, give Page. Right, it really right, right, right. is. It's alliterative, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's an alliterative P name. It literally is. Two yeah, yeah. Names. It's, it's like it's, Piper uh, Page or Piper. Page Piper. No, it's. Uh, that's is, the girl it, from, is it Piper? Uh, that's the girl from uh, Wit Charmed. It's like Pepper Piper. Oh, Pepper! It's it's Pepper Potts, right? Pepper Potts. She's the the rabbit from uh, Star <laughs> Fox. <laughs> Pepper. Uh. God, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it's just you know an all around really enjoyable experience, easy to watch. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of thought to get through it. Uh, and that's but, what makes it the greatest cinematic achievement. It is. It is. You know, <laughs> you get through your day, you go to work, you know, you come back and you're like, you know, what can I do? Do I want to sit through something that makes me think a lot, uh, like Schindler's List and uh, feel super depressed? <laughs> Wait, Justin, can you tell us other movies you think are intelligent movies? I love uh, that example. Uh, Please tell us about your favorite Can we cut movies? this? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, I need God. to know what other movies are smart movies in your eyes other than Schindler's mm. List. We already named... Uh, no, no, I'm not going to Drill Bit Taylor, <laughs> Grown Ups 2, all those things you love so much, Paul. Uh, what's the one with... Um... Yeah, tell me what you think I'm watching, like Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> what do you watch, Paul? Uh, Schindler's List is usually on repeat. That's, that's my... Uh... <laughs> that's one of the faves. <laughs> Uh, you know, I you know what movie I like that I think you would like, Paul. Mm-hmm. You probably read the book though, so you probably don't like the movie. I don't know. The Bible. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Ender's Game. I actually never watched the movie. Yeah. Did you watch? The, did you read the book? As a child, yeah. Uh, As- I don't. I don't like. Yeah, I don't have anything particularly interesting to say about it. Orson Scott Card's a homophobe. That's kind of cool. Mm. I oh, mean, not great. cool. Right. It's a kind of interesting <laughs> fact, but not cool. That he's How do you feel about the main character in Dune being called Paul? Mm, I'm so confused when I'm watching it. I'm like, wait, he up there, but I'm over <laughs> I here. I don't want to have to think while I'm watching a movie. That's why I don't watch like, any movie when the main character's name is Adrian. <laughs> All right, so what I have here is a quiz from BuzzFeed. It is a one trivia question from each Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Can you get a perfect score? Uh, by Nora Dominic, and this was like third when I looked up like hardest MCU quiz for real fans or something. Um, so it's one from every movie. So I'll introduce the movie and the question. So here we go. We'll see if Justin can beat me and Paul combined, since uh, Justin's All a real right. big MCU head. And uh, let's go. So we actually already tried out this first one, but the first MCU movie is Iron Man. And the question for this movie is. What song plays at the beginning of the movie? And I actually got this right and Justin got this one wrong. What song plays at the beginning of the movie? Iron Man by Black Sabbath, Back in Black by ACDC, Ordinary World by Duran Duran, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. And uh, that one's Back in Black by ACDC. That it is. All right. This is from Iron Man 2. What fake name does Natasha use when she first meets Tony? I like how they're on a first name basis with these fucking superheroes. <laughs> fucking nerd ass losers. Don't be jealous. Uh, what fake name does Natasha use when she first meets Tony? Nat- Natalie Rushman, Natalia Romanoff, Nicole Rohan, Naya Rabe. I know this one. Who's is, is Natasha Black Widow? Because it's a. Uh, yeah. That, because that's a uh, name. Uh, uh, 
Russian it's name. A Russian name, yeah. Mm-hmm. Natalia Romanov. Romanov's her real last name, so I don't think she would change the first name, which is a great bit from uh, Will and Grace. This is a guy who's an enemy who keeps going after them, who just changes his first name and not his last name. <laughs> Wait, there's enemies in Will and Grace? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's an extended universe. <laughs> um... Yeah, I feel like she would change it to not be Russian, right? That'd be part of like yeah. she'd be hiding as an American, so, so it no longer. I think be it's Naya or Nicole. Nicole seems more believable. I bet what it is is one of those things where it's like a, a like a little thing for the fans, where it's like her name in a different universe comic or something. But but Natalie Rushman seems like such a classic American name. Like, hello, I'm Natalie Rushman. From uh, <laughs> you might have heard of me from Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with that? It's Natalie. Yeah, Rushman. that's oh. what I feel. All right. Yeah. Hey, nice job. Nice job. All right. So wait, what are we at right now? Uh, one to two to two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is from the first Thor movie, which I actually distinctly remember watching in theaters with uh, my friend. Oh, Bill. yeah. Actually, I think I know the answer to this one. Yeah, because you love MCU, Paul. <laughs> what does Thor want another of when he's in the diner? Uh, a slice of pie, a piece of toast, a stack of pancakes, a cup of coffee. It's a cup of coffee, right? It's a cup of coffee. Oh, I, th- I thought it was a slice of pie. Um, I'm totally oh, wrong. No, because no, he throws coffee. the glass down and he breaks it. He He's throws like, the another. All right, I'll trust you, Adrian. Well, uh, Justin, you know if you help us, we're just going to keep getting them right, buddy. That is true. <laughs> wait, yeah. no, wait, you go with your decision and you just fucking... No, no, right, but you, have, you wait for us wait, to fucking click oh, it before right. you tell us that we're right. <laughs> before being like, hey, right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, cup of coffee. Okay, good to know that Paul's memories are false memories, even in the ones that he's sure about. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sure it was a slice of pie. I could, like, sense it in my gut. I was like, that's got to be a gag where he's like, I'm a god, but oh boy, this pie, we don't have this on, what is it, Ragnarok, whatever their planet is? Asgard. Yeah, it's Asgard. Fucking, you don't even know this shit, bro. You got it. You don't even know. I'm secretly, this is odd one out, I'm actually the biggest MCU (laughs) fan, bro. (laughs) I'm scaffolding you into this. Okay. So this is in Captain America. Where does Peggy tell Steve? JPEG Mafia is in the MCU? (laughs) Damn, Peggy. What up? (laughs) Where does Peggy tell Steve she wants to meet him for a dance before he plunges into the ice? The Cotton Club, the Stork Club, El Morocco, the Copacabana. I feel like you got to know that. I'm I'm Uh, guessing I'm a guard on this one. Uh, When he's about to die, this isn't, I mean, my focus isn't on the dialogue. What is it? What is it on? The feeling in my heart. I don't know why Copacabana is standing out to me, but I have no idea why. I do feel the need to show y'all I'm not cheating, but. Okay. <laughs> I'm down with Copacabana. Do you want to lock that in? Yeah, sure. All right. Justin, what are you putting in? Uh, I had put the Cotton Club, but. Uh, it's the Store Club, Club, you dumb bitch. Wow. Yeah. Okay, The Avengers. This is one that I've watched multiple times. I've actually watched this movie at least twice. Once in theaters and once at my physics professor's house. <laughs> Um, he invited me in, he gave me a little bit of alcohol to drink, I got really sleepy, so I didn't finish the movie, but, um, it was a good time. What the what? fuck, Adrian? Are you telling us, <laughs> what? Do, do we need to put in a title line for you, homeboy? No, he was a really cool dude, he's actually one of my favorite professors in undergrad, and he was really big into, he did, like, audio research, so we had a home movie theater where, like, you could listen to music, and you could, like, tell where the different instruments in the band were because it was such like high audio fidelity and then he wanted to show us a movie on it so he took he took like a group of like six or seven honors college students and uh brought them over to his house and i was in that group because i'm cool and then he was like here's my wife galaine maxwell no 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 uh, we did meet his wife and his uh and his daughter (laughs) 
And it was funny asking her, like, people like asked her, like, the basic questions, like, what do you want to do when you grow up or whatever? And she was like, well, my dad does physics and my mom does mathematics. So I might do some kind of combination of those two. You know, usually that's kind of stupid, but that seems like one that makes sense. <laughs> There's a lot of both. Well, my dad's an auto mechanic and my mom's a speech therapist. Ooh, that one also. <laughs> How does that one make It's really a love language. You sp- <laughs> it's a love language you speak <laughs> yeah. with cars. Um. Anyways, <laughs> let's get to this question about the Avengers. The Avengers, Natasha remarks to Clint. Clint's uh, the arrow boy, right? Yep. Hawkeye. Yeah, the guy who goes pew pew. Natasha remarks to Clint that the Battle of New York is a lot like what? Their time in Budapest, their time in Prague, their time in Istanbul, their time in Sokovia. Adrian, I have no idea, but I'm just going to say I don't think it's Sokovia. I'm just rolling that one out because... I think it has to be something that's recognizable to U.S. audiences, which I think doesn't really narrow the other three down anymore, to be honest. Prague is the quippiest if it's supposed to be like a joke. This reminds me of my our time in Prague. And also, I, I think maybe that would be part of the joke because that feels like something you, you would say if you were like uh, studying uh, abroad. Like, oh, that summer in Prague. So maybe that's supposed to be the joke. Mm. Like this reminds us of, like it's something similar to what a college girl would say, but it's yeah. super here. Sounds like something that Charlie would say. You want to you wanna lock that I'm one I'm ready in? for it. Justin, what are you going for? Budapest. I, I think... <laughs> All right, Justin is one ahead. Aye, aye. Iron Man 3, what is the name of the little boy Tony befriends while stranded? Harry, Henry, Harley, Holden. I don't care. One and four, just pick There's one. There's no Which way his name is nice fucking Holden. They're not going to name the kid a dumb name. For all you Holdens Really, that sounds like a name. I don't think it'd be Harley. That's the only rad. one I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet it's like, I bet it's like Henry. Wait, can I write in a day after? I don't think it's any of these. I think it's TJ Maxx. Coolest, <laughs> coolest kid, kid to ever go to high school. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to go with Henry. Final answer? Final answer. I'm going to go with Harley. Oh, I kind of thought it was Harley. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Justin is two up. Hey. So far, he's the MCU Lord, but we got time to catch up because there's a million of these movies. Thor, The Dark World. Where do Sif and Volstagg hide the reality stone at the end of the movie on vormir in a vault on asgard inside sif's sword they give it to the collector honestly i'm kind of anything besides sif's sword is like seems reasonable to me i don't know i really don't know or care to be honest with you this is such trifling bullshit can you imagine retaining this information in your head (laughs) all right uh I, I I feel good about Vormir, but if I get this wrong, you can pick the next okay. one. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I I've been overriding you too often, so we're gonna have to go with your gut once. All right, Vormir locked in. Justin, what are you saying? Collector. Fuck. Yeah, that's with the collector. Yep. Um. Okay, here we go. Another one I haven't seen. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Any thoughts on this flick? Uh, I actually really liked it. Ten out of ten. Yeah, I'd say maybe nine. <laughs> it's a nine out of ten. <laughs> All right, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. What does the Winter Soldier say after Steve recognizes him for the first time? Who the hell is Bucky? Do I know you? He's gone. What did you say? That sounds like the funniest one. What did you say? Are these the words that I hear coming out of your mouth? (laughs) 
Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? What, what does did the you Winter say? Soldier say? Who's the Winter Soldier again? Is that uh, is that the black dude or is that the like grizzly dude? Just told I can't help you all. Okay, all right. I don't know. Okay, we gotta move faster, man. We're taking too much time, Adrian. It's it's one of these four. I, I'm really feeling strong. <laughs> it's it's one that. of them. I think. Uh, do I know you? Seems like the most <laughs> obvious one. Um, All right. Well, it's Marvel writing, so I think that makes sense. Let's go with that. All right, Justin. It's who the hell is Bucky? Fuck. All right, Justin is four up. We are not doing well. Well, that was a. It shouldn't be the one that makes sense. Who the hell is Bucky? Is the dumbest one. So in the future, <laughs> that our makes sense. <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is one I have watched. What were the three items Rocket claims he needs in order to escape the prison? A security card, a fork, and an ankle monitor. A security band, a, bi- a battery, and a prosthetic leg. A pair of binoculars, a detonator, and a prosthetic leg. A knife, a cable wires, and Peter's mixtape. I think prosthetic leg comes up twice, so it has to be true. Yeah, it feels like the right type of silly. It, it feels like the joke is going to be two serious things and a silly thing. So I think so security I would say band the and third one. Oh, you think binoculars you think, and detonator? Yeah, those feel more serious, right? Wouldn't the joke be two serious ones and a silly one? That makes sense. The to security me. band and battery would be th- that would be like three silly things. All right, I would do that. Maybe maybe they went all silly. I don't know. What do you think the joke would be? No, I think you're right. I think it's rule of threes. So yeah. I'm good with binoculars, detonator, and prosthetic leg. Okay. All right. Locking it in. Justin, what are you doing? Security band, a battery, and a prosthetic leg. Ah, uh, they went three silly. Doctor Strange. We watched this when we were living together. Ooh, this one I think I actually know. Oh, shit. They actually have surgeon. I was going to say I know he's a surgeon, but all of them are surgeons. What type of doctor is Stephen <laughs> Strange? Neurosurgeon, cardiothoracic surgeon, trauma surgeon, plastic surgeon. It's not plastic surgeon. Neurosurgeon is the one that makes sense. Yeah, I That's think the one so. That makes, sense. that makes sense to me. Locking it in. Honestly, I kind of think neurosurgeon, but I'm going to go with cardiothoracic just to see. Okay. We're two down, baby. We're making uh, progress. Let's go. All right, Spider-Man Homecoming, as I said earlier, have not watched a Tom Holland Spider-Man. Who does Stan Lee appear as? A guy who Spider-Man helps cross the street? A neighbor who is disturbed by a car alarm? Peter's upstairs neighbor? A guy who works at a hot dog cart? Um, This is when they started having to CGI him in, and for some reason a hot dog cart feels... Well, well, maybe he would help him across the street because it might... That seems really involved for CGI, right? But I was going to say, if it's the first one they had to CGI him, it might have been like a touching moment for the audience where it's like, you mm. like, actually gets a little bit more screen time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds about right, but I'll go with uh, a guy who works at a hot dog cart. All right. No progress for either of us. It was a neighbor disturbed by a car alarm. That's my first guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're getting into this. Not too many movies left. Only a 50 million more. <laughs> Uh, Thor Ragnarok, what is Valkyrie's scrapper number? I don't even know what that means. 316, 142, 232. This mm. seems like another thing where it's like a reference to the comics, so I have no idea what it could be. No, this isn't the movie. No, I know that, but it's a reference <laughs> to the comics for it to be like that number. I think, uh, I think their brains, the brains of comic book writers is tiny and stupid so i think it might be 142 because they might have thought that was a fun reference to hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy to put 42 in there Ooh, i think i kind of i kind of dig that too actually all right i'm locking it in 142 all right all we're right. staying two down all right avengers affinity war how many more are these i don't there's a lot of mcu Jeez. movies there's one for each movie yeah 
What elective class did Thor take on Asgard? Learning to speak Groot? Hammer making? Learning to fly a spaceship? How to take care of rabbits? Uh, learning to speak Groot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie, that joke actually did make me chuckle a little bit. Only one in any uh, Marvel movie at all to make me chuckle was that one. Alright, this one I know Justin didn't see, because he's not a big Brie Larson fan. He uh, thinks she's too uppity. What? Uh, <laughs> I think Justin's exact quote was, I don't like it when a woman leads a movie. Yeah. Hit everybody. <laughs> I don't like about her saying that there needs to be more representation in film. <laughs> Captain Marvel, what is Carol's nickname for Monica? I don't know either of those people. Sergeant Danger, Commander Monica, Lieutenant Trouble, General Moe. It's got to be Lieutenant Trouble, right? All right. So let's go ahead and lock in Lieutenant Trouble. All right. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, there you go. Uh, so we got 11 out of 23 correct, and you got 17, 17 out, out of 23. 23 correct. You're in the 54th percentile. But there is a bonus round question. Do you want to bet at all? Ooh. Is the all real right, MCU all right, head. All right, all right. all right, so it's all down to this, who the real MCU head is. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how many dog tags is Bucky seen wearing what? throughout the show? One for his dead friend Bucky. One for his... Uh, dead friend, the guy he pretended wasn't Bucky. I'm gonna say two. I think two seems right to me. I'll just one. Okay. And we got that correct. Why didn't I just go big with two? MCU heads. Justin, anything you gotta say for yourself? Uh, I'm very proud of you guys. It seems like you really like the show. You really know a lot about it. We do. Um, big fans. You know, I, I'm just really stoked to have you guys here and just enjoying this the show with me. So, Justin, can I ask you something as an MCU head? What what what's what where do you see it going in the future? Like what else would you like to see from the genre? Like brighter colors, more like counting of numbers, more doing the alphabet. More like putting like square pegs in the square holes. <laughs> uh, would you like more more use of like a map that you have to sing to get the map to come out to show you where your adventure is going? Would you like it if they sang to you about how to clean up and be uh and be not greedy with your toys? Would you like it if they had like a magic sense? backpack that you had to like sing mm, to that would then like, would give like you that. the things you need to do I your would quest? Like that. Yeah. What if uh, there was like a blue dog and he had like clues? Uh, yeah, that that would be uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Did All we right. learn anything today? Big facts, <laughs> no cap. Uh, Justin raps. Paul? Big fact. Uh, you know, we talked about roommates. We talked a little bit about Justin's uh, school psych expertise. Uh, but really, Adrian got me on the topic of the MCU and I'm... F- Man, it just makes me so sad that that's the cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> we, like we could have we could have had anything else be the big thing, and we have to have dumb baby movies for babies be the big thing of our generation. <sighs> and my Everyone no cap is uh, you should be able to enjoy what you enjoy without having someone on a podcast come after you for it. <laughs> um, and also, my no cap: the sweet potato pie porter from Palmetto. Damn, it's delicious. Justin, big fact, no cap. Oh, big fact, no cap. Uh, get your kids checked for autism. <laughs> Especially if they <laughs> pretend to be lying. Doubt on that? <laughs> uh, Is it actually underdiagnosed or like? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say like what's under or over, but. And that's one of those things you put them in a pool if they think they're autistic, if they float, they're not. <laughs> We can check the sensitivity and specificity of that. <laughs> uh, what's the second thing I have to do? No, that's it. Just uh, that's it. whatever Just, you learned, whatever you're uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your kids for autism. And uh, 
It might be you. But what does that wait? What does that mean? That you might be autistic? No, I mean like, like it might be like it might be you. All right. <laughs> that's that's so deep. I'm gonna be thinking about that all day. I'm gonna get it tomorrow in the shower. I'm gonna be like, oh, it might be you. Yeah. All yeah. right, folks. Uh, have a good one. Uh, let's go. In my head, she said it's all in my head, my head. But it's not, think I'd rather be dead, be dead. Can't forgive, I'll forgive what you did, you did.